This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening and welcome to another edition of that Mill podcast Sunday Night Live. I'll just call it that from now on. Um, hopefully, we'll get some people joining us shortly. Um, good evening, Stephen. Hello, mate. You all right? Oh, hi, mate. You all right? Yeah, you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Cool. Well, we've got one. We've got one listener coming in. So, uh, yeah, that's not bad. Um, we need to just. Let me just post and tell people that we're now live. How was the uh, commentary show? Yeah, it was all right. It was good. It was, um, yeah, it was good. It was, uh, um, it was a good show. They were good. It was a good group of lads, a good uh, two fellas and a, and a lady on there. And it was good. Yeah, no, it was a uh, good debate, good conversation. So, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a good show in the end. So, um, yeah. Um. It was all 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 good, so uh, yeah, it helps if I can spell. Um, and good job that I edit this before it goes out to a pod. So uh, yeah. Um. So then, good evening and welcome to a, another edition of that little podcast, the live, um, the live episode. Um, this is the on the back of a. Fantastic away win yesterday at QPR, um, and I suppose really we'll say it now before we say it again. Um, Stephen, do you know the last time we won at QPR? Uh, I'm going. I might depress you here, Mickey, but I wasn't even born the last time we uh, we won at QPR. So... Yeah, that's that's depressing. <laughs> I was 14, but yeah, carry on. Yeah, it was um, 1989, I believe. Um, it was. Do you know? Do you know what was special about that year? I do know what was special about that year, but I don't want to say it because I don't want to be the one to jinx it. Mm. Well, I said it on the commentary show anyway, so I've already <laughs> done it. But that year was, I think we beat Cardiff at home and we beat QPR. Well, I know we beat QPR and then um, and then we went and done something special. So um, is it too early to believe? Uh, do you know what? I um I was talking to my dad earlier and 
he said, oh, don't get too excited, don't get too excited. But it's hard not to get a little bit carried away at the minute. I think um, Jake Sanders tweeted, I think, the other day and said that all it really took for, for Millwall over the last couple of years was to try and sort out the away form and they just haven't been able to do it. And this year, we I think we've won five now and and it's just it just looks yeah. like it's starting to turn away from home. I know at home we've we've drawn a few, but if you're picking up wins away from home and you're not getting beat at home, you, you've got a really good chance of making that top six. Yeah, I mean we're fifth now. Um, I suppose really good evening, everyone. If you um, if you want to get involved, you know the routine. It's just press your request to speak button, which is bottom left hand corner. Only if you're doing it on a phone. Uh, for some reason, laptop, unless you're um, doing it through an app on the laptop where you can bypass it and it thinks you're on a mobile phone. But you just press the uh, microphone bottom left-hand corner and uh, and we'll get you on. Um, not a problem at all. Um, I don't know if we're going to be joined by some of the panel. We might well be. Um, but, Stephen, your views on yesterday's game. Actually, before we go into it, can I just say... Um, to the QPR fan who decided to shout "fuck Millwall" during the minute silence, um, you're an absolute bellend. You've been named and shamed on your own forums, um, and you're just a complete cockwomble. If I'm honest, um, it was absolutely pointless. But Millwall will always protect themselves if you fucking try to cut us off, um, and. You know, all the shitty replies that have gone out there and all that lot. We've got a massive Turkish following. We have Turkish flags in the stadium. And we might be a lot of things, but we're not disrespectful in minute silences. Unless you get some dickhead who shouts, fuck Millwall. And then you will, unfortunately, you pull that lion's tail, you will get a reaction. I, um, I said so, yeah. I said the same thing. I, I... We, we we do a lot for opposition supporters. We do uh, the armed forces. We do charities. We do Memorial Days, the Queen. Um, you know, you name it, we back it. And we, we back, you know, I think I think a couple of years ago, I, I know it's nothing to do with QPR, but we, we got involved with that little boy. You know, the little boy who was a Birmingham fan? Yeah, Birmingham, yeah. And and stuff like that. Like we, we do we do whatever we can and we're not we're not disrespectful and i i actually was over, i was in the ground yesterday on the right hand side of the away end so we were really close yeah. to where the guy shouted from and it just you know the media the, um, there's uh, so many people jump on a bandwagon oh, it's mill it's millwall it, we were deadly silent and you know you were there mick we were deadly silent I've up got, until I that point video. i posted i posted the video earlier yeah. some guys was giving it all the fucking big potatoes so i just said listen stop writing bullshit post write the truth here's the video to back it up up to you mate you want to blame me all blame me all but we've got big shoulders we can fucking we can cope for it so yeah here's what it is listen people are desperate for likes and uh, and retweets and and their five minutes of fame is just unfortunately we get used to it so fuck them I don't care the thing is, we know what's what as you said you you pulled a lion's tail you get bitten and and the thing Absolutely. is the players so, the players went out and did exactly what what they needed to uh, so come on in. tell us tell us about yesterday's game then um I don't, have you seen the stats yes I have yeah I, mate I would not I would not say that QPR had 66% possession I had at all I had the exact same conversation with my dad I, I thought I saw that and was a little bit shocked but I, I thought I thought we played quite well 
I thought we yeah. limited them to very little. I think the goal just obviously moving ahead a bit, their goal come from just throwing a lump into the box. I, you know, I, I don't think they, other than that, I don't think they, they had, they had an awful lot. I thought we, we, um, we, I was slightly concerned that we might start to look a little bit tired like we did in the middle, uh, Sunderland game last weekend, but we didn't. The players kept going and going. I thought what more was class. Um, the two centre-halves, obviously, there's been a lot of talk about Cresswell, um, you know, having yeah. to step in for Hutchinson. The last two games, he's been absolutely superb. Um, yeah. I thought what more's goal was very good. Um I thought, you know, finally get an assist from from Fleming. Obviously, I don't think it's necessarily his fault that it's his only his first one. But but I thought we played really really well. I thought we played like a team that was was on the up. We played like a team that is full of confidence. That didn't look like they were going to lose the game. And sometimes when you go yeah. away from home, that's not always the case. So. Um, very good away day. Very good backing from from the fans. Obviously, you know, we were we were both up there yesterday. Um, it was it was a good atmosphere. A little bit. Um, I think it took a little bit of time to get going, but once we got going, it was. Yeah, I think we were we were really. I think we were a bit flat. I mean, they, QPR were massively flat, um, but I think we were a bit flat until we scored the goal, and then once we scored the goal, um, we just come alive, and the noise we made was unbelievable. Um, you know, all these pictures you keep seeing online now, with people with their Apple Watch showing, you know, decibel levels and all that lot. We we just. You know, phenomenal. I mean, watching some of the videos from QPR and and listening to that noise, um, I've, we've got a load of videos. What will be posted out over the next day or so with some of the chants and, and bits and pieces? It seems as if we got a player, uh, nearly every player's own chant yesterday. So um, we've got a load of videos to do there. But um, I just think we were fantastic yesterday. It just showed, you know, that we we ground it out and. We just needed the second goal to seal it off. Unfortunately, they got a goal. Uh, a question what will come to you and and obviously um, those listening was long, you know, would be was long at fault for that goal. Um, and again, he made the fault in a previous game. But as in player wise, I think Cresswell is is slowly finding himself and he's becoming better and better. What we've always said is just give him the games and let him get in there, and he's he's getting better and better. Billy Mitchell on his hundredth game yesterday was absolutely phenomenal, um, and Savile were were fantastic. Um, Danny Mac is just Danny Mac, you know, he, he's highly rateable, he's highly reliable, he's just, you know, he is he's great. He was getting the balls back, chasing them down. Vog Sam had done the, you know, he's he's his normal stuff, much to probably the disappointment of Joe. Um, what more What more looks like a um, a player we've needed for a while, to be fair. Um, he, he hit the ground running. Burke, again, we know what he is. He's got his terrifying speed and he's coming on. Um, and I just think we're, we're slowly but surely. Cooper, again, you know, I think the players just look as if they're enjoying their football at the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think... I think as well you can tell uh, where you know I know I know this a lot of teams do this but we scored our first goal all the players obviously apart from Long joined in the celebrations scored the yeah. second goal again all the players joined in the celebrations uh, apart yeah. from the keeper they're all they're all playing they're all playing like they're buying into whatever Rowett's saying or whatever's happening you know Monday to Friday on the training ground 
and they're turning up on a Saturday and they look like whatever he's saying they're buying into. Um, and they want to play for each other. We, we've said so many times that Fleming has come in and perhaps raised the bar a little bit for the players because he, you can tell he sets standards. It, it, he, he's got his own standard that he wants to, to achieve. And I think the other players are trying to lift themselves as close to that as possible. They're not all going to be like Zian Fleming, but they, they are, they, that, as you say, they're all playing with a smile on their face. They're all looking like they want to get better. And I think there's a little bit of a, um, there's a little bit of a hint of belief in the players that they really can go on and make the playoffs this year. I'm not saying that's not been there other years, but you look at their faces, you look at the determination, you look at the message that comes out from those players on social media. That I really think they're all pulling in the right direction. And it, it, it's a good time to be a Millwall fan, I think. I totally agree with you. I think it's um, it's massively time to be a, a, a Millwall fan. Um, I think because everyone is just all going in the right direction. I mean, we've got a message... Um, What's coming? Let me just read it. Um, Richard Smith um, can't come on tonight because uh, he's got an early start. But he says, you know, yesterday's win was probably as good as a win- as a as a winning Wembley trip. Um, when you start to see the chairman, manager, players, and fans come together, you know something special is happening. He's got a question: Who else thinks that Charlie Cresswell should be signed in the summer? He's a great player in the making. Uh, he's not the first one to say that, and um, or to say that, and I think that there there's a few others what are, are seem to be saying the same thing. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? I Steve? think the, the biggest problem we're going to have is is actually what what league Leeds end up in, because if if Leeds get relegated, for argument's sake, if Leeds and Mill were in the Championship next year, I think he would play for them. And I don't think we'd have. I think it would be harder to sign it. I know that sounds stupid, but I think it would be harder to sign him because he, I think he would go straight into their team, having played in, at Championship level. Yeah. If if the opportunity is there to buy him, I think so. I think I love Sean Hutchinson. He's he's our captain. He's he's been everything that we've kind of wanted from a centre half, but. I think Hutch is coming to a time in his career where injuries are now going to start having more of an impact on him, like what we've got at the moment. And we need a young sort of brick wall type centre half that's going to throw himself on the line. And and if, if we can sign Cresswell, it's not going to be easy because, you know, he's highly rated in England under 21. But if there's a chance to do it, I, I absolutely think we should be looking at trying to get him in on a permanent. Um, I think myself included, there's been a lot of people being critical of him. And I think sometimes it has been deserved, but he is young. And when he has games like he had the last week and also yesterday, you can clearly see that he's going to be a very good centre-half. And I think he could be a very good centre-half for us if we can get something worked out. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, again, if anyone wants to join in... Um, it's really simple. You just press bottom left-hand side as you're looking at this on your mobile phone. There is a microphone button. And I think on your phones, that will say um, request to speak or join here. Uh, and uh, and we'll get you in. The only rules we have is obviously don't slander anyone. Um, but we're a grown-up show. You can pretty much say whatever you want unless you're uh, an opposition fan who just wants to come on to be a belly. Um 
So, uh, yeah, don't do that. But, yeah, all good. Um, I thought it was a good game yesterday, mate. I, I just, I thought the whole day and everything else with it was um, was not bad. I mean, we we took a, a slow retreat over to Notting Hill and drank over in Notting Hill Gate um, with a few other well-known names, um, fans and that, who I know. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was just nice and chilled. It was just, um, it was just, a, it was just a good away day, really. And then the result just made it. Um, and the notorious escort, what well, is always great from QPR back to the station. Yeah, it, that that walk down sort of she- towards Shepherd's Bush. Once you, when you've won, when you've won, it, it, it's it's such a it's oh, it's, it's great. It, it, mm. it, as you say yesterday, the whole day, everything about it, it just. I don't know. It's very strange that we've come on and we haven't really got anything to moan about because as Millwall fans, we we do. I'm sure we'll come on to George Long and the, the, their goal later. But it just, as I say, everything at the moment is going in the right direction. Even to the point, you know, there's been so many people go, going on about, um, you know, we didn't sign a striker and we're signing journeyman players, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, you can't ask for much more. They both scored. Now, yeah. you know yeah. what more on his first start. I mean, I, I have to. I have to say, I, I thought, and I'm going to sort of plug one of my own tweets. It, it had had Oliver Burke scored that goal at the end. It would have been absolutely yeah. incredible. But as I say, he went from Messi to Meyerhofer in the space of about five seconds. Um, but with a miss at the end. But they just, you know, it, I know we've a bit been unlucky with injuries, but the but the players. The, the players uh, that are coming in and everyone that's that's sort of fighting for the shirt you, you can't ask for much more it it's 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 just a it's just a nice feeling and you know I know we've got tough games coming up and it we're not going to win every single game but you, you do go into games now rather than thinking oh no we're away oh no we're going to lose you're going into them thinking come on we can do this we we, we can get a, we can get a result today and that that's the big that's the big thing and sure. I think I, I totally agree. And do you know the thing I liked about yesterday is that social media, everything else was um, was great, and, and everyone around and the messages afterwards, which is always good when when we win a game. Um, but on our train back, we had um, Andy Marshall and um, the stat guy who does all the analysis and all that lot for Millwall. And then on another train, there was obviously Fleming and Cresswell. Um, and it was just nice that, you know, they were mixing. They were singing. They were chatting. I mean, Andy Marshall was fantastic. He was having a laugh and a joke with us. Um, and, you can, you know, he was having conversations. I'm not going to rely what these conversations were. We were having private conversations. But, you know what, he, he was open and chatting and everything else. Nothing nothing like top secret or anything else. But it was, it was good. We were chatting football. We were chatting bits and pieces. And that's, you know, that's just great. That's just what the fans want. I mean, I know Paul's on here. Um, Chewy's on here. Um, and he's posted something a minute ago, you know, two of the best players in the championship on the tube singing with their fans. You wouldn't get this at any other club. Uh, and you can see in their faces, they are fucking loving it. Um, and they were. And that's, I think that's where we are, like what Richard said. Um we are at a stage where we are coming together 
And when that happens, anything is possible. Anything. Um, you know, let's not jinx it or anything else, but anything is possible. And, you know, I don't know what the, the feeling is inside the Millwall camp. Um, you know, it would be good to find out or whatever, but I think they're actually looking at it. And, and also, there's a video going around, which is on... There's a video on... Um, I think it's on Millwall TV when they're celebrating. And it looks as if Rowett calls QPR a, um, a typical South London word. I'm not going to say the word, just in case this is used as evidence in his disciplinary or something. But you, do you know what I mean? It's just... It's superb. You know, you wouldn't have got that two months ago. And, and Rowett's gone from being a hated manager to pretty much winning people over, isn't he? Well, I... I must admit, I'm, I'm I've always been sort of a fan of Gary Rowett. I think I, look, we all know that he he does have his faults, and you know there has been some limitations to us previously. But it, I again, I I think he he's just probably thought to himself, especially with a transfer window, uh, he's probably thought, oh, do you know what, you know. He's probably was pissed off about the fact that he didn't get the, maybe the, the, all of the signings that he wanted, and it's just that siege mentality. And I think he's just buying into. He, he said a couple of weeks ago as well, didn't he, about um, the supporters? He, he made a comment about um, that he's got he's full full admiration or full respect for the fans, and they do a lot for other clubs or rival or some, something like that was the quote. And I think he's really whilst he's not. Um, you know, he might not be the most popular man all the time with with the supporters, but he's he's got a team with you know a, a small small squad compared to others, a small budget, and he has got them. At, we've got, he's got us absolutely flying at the minute, and he, I think he's just buying into. As you say, I did see that clip. It does look like he said what. Um, that yeah. South London, that South London uh, yeah. QPR yeah. supporters, but but again, he's just buying into what it means. I think he's buying into what it means to be Millwall manager, and that's all yeah. we can really ask for. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. So come on, and let's go to let's go to Long. Um, those of you listening, it is really simple. We don't bite. We um, we don't jump all over you. You just get to say whatever you want to say, uh, and it'd be good to see if any of you got any opinions or comments you want to see and maybe take it to the wider audience and see if we can, um, you know, get more involvement than that. This is a show for you guys. Yes, it's us talking, but it's great to have interaction. And again, it's really simple. If you want to have a chat, just press the button. If you're having any troubles at all, just drop us a DM or something and I can always click on your um, your picture and, 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 and remotely uh, send you an invite to be able to talk. Um, that's no problem. I mean, too, it'd be good if you want to come on, mate. Um, it'll be great. Um, I can see an old friend there, Scott. How you doing, fella? Terry, again, who's um, followed me on personal accounts for every other day, I think. It's probably one of the only people on here who knows my real, real personal account, to be fair. Um, Mill T and others, good evening and welcome. Um, and Antonio, new follower as well. Thanks very much. Callum, you're there. Um, yeah, I just think it's great. Um, so then, Long, his mistake again, like it was for the Sunderland goal. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to um, 
to defend him on this one. I thought last week I can I could understand why he'd want to come for the cross. You want your goalkeeper to be confident enough to try and come out and catch it. He missed it. It happens. This week, it just... I mean, I don't know about you, Mick, but in the ground, you couldn't really see what happened from from like live you, you it didn't I didn't know if he got a touch on it or not it just looked like it it, it went in off of um Martin's head yeah. but having seen it again I, I just he just it almost felt a little bit like a what seeing Jordan Archer the, the, the sort of ball sort of like sort of the poppadon wrists I think is is a is the is the term that goes around he long also uh, months ago at Rotherham I think he was in goal for the penalty and I might have got this wrong. It might have been Bart, but but it, the, the penalty went straight through his hand, and it just it just seems to, you know, a couple of mistakes that's led to goals. Yeah, okay, we've got four points out of six, so it's hard to be too critical. But there might be a game where you draw in and, and then you go behind, or or it, it costs you. You know, you, you lose a game that you shouldn't. I also thought yesterday as well his distribution was, which is what he's in the team for. He, it was so poor. He, he, there was a couple of times where he could have rolled the ball out and got us going and he held on to it. Fine, he's trying to be cautious. But but then to just lump it straight down the middle, straight to their goalkeeper, it just seemed quite baffling. It, it, everything that he'd done up until this point with his distribution was quite good. And you could see why he was being picked. But I think he had an off day yesterday. And I think if, you know, you'll, you'll never know because you never get to answer these questions. But I think if you was to ask him about his performance and everything overall, I think he'd be quite disappointed with it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you probably would, to be fair. Um, you know, I don't think these people call him for Bart to get back in. I think, you know, there's a reason why Bart's not um, not there, whether or not he's injured. But he seems to have got behind the team. He, did you see him coming out? He was out at full time, mate. Giving it. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was writing with. Um, I think it was Cooper or Cresswell. He was all over him. So, yeah, yeah. Let's just say, even when they're not the players that are not playing, they've bought into it, and it must be hard as a goalkeeper because you, you do only get one chance. But, mm. but um, no, I don't think. I think calling for Bart to play is a little bit, a little bit extreme. I think Long has has made some good saves over the last couple of months and his distribution is obviously better than Bart's. But I just think yesterday overall he probably didn't have his best game and just thankfully that the the goal didn't really cost us anything just apart from a clean sheet. Yeah, no, yeah, that's that's probably the truth of it to be fair. Um I think it was just a <laughs> Uh, a lapse of concentration, maybe. Uh, I, the other thing that's that's frustrating, uh, I, you know, again at the game yesterday, Martin come on, and you see him come on, and you know that he's not going to sprint around and and make runs in behind. You knew they were going to go to a knock it in the box, try and win a try and flick it on, or win a knockdown. That that's perhaps a little bit disappointing if if Sean Hutchinson plays. Does he allow Martin to win the header? I don't know, um, but look, I don't want to. I'd rather not sort of come across as being really critical of of them yesterday because apart from the goal, I thought we were very very good. Um, you know, they 
they had a few shots from distance, but I'd 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 rather see someone trying to score from twenty yards, twenty five yards, than be cutting through us and and have chances inside the box. So um, the goal aside, I, I mean, I mean to be fair, I'm just watching the goal the goal back, um, and I don't know if it was necessarily his mistake. I mean, we seem to we seem to have left Chris Martin all on his own. The I think Savile was the only one. Was it Savile? I think it's Savile. Just where are we? Um, is it Savile? Who's number eight? Mitchell. Who's it? Mitchell. Was it Mitchell? Well, Mitchell's Mitchell's covering him, and he's just got the balls just come in, and and I think the rebound had got him in it. I think it was Chris Martin there, but it looks as if possibly it weren't necessarily Long. Oh, well, I thought it was Long Long's fault, but looking at that, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, that's what I was saying, though. We've you've got Billy Mitchell marking a so big foot. lump centre forward. If if Sean oh, no, Hutchinson's Billy... there, yeah, if Hutchinson's there, he he might he might come out and win. Now you you don't know. I, I look from from my point from what I've what I've seen of it. I, I thought Long probably could have had a stronger hand on it. Maybe it's harsh. I'm not a goalkeeper. Yeah, I think he was um, off footed. To be fair, looking at it back, I think he was possibly um, slightly. I mean, I've watched it about fucking ten times now, but. <laughs> I think uh, no, it weren't Billy. Billy was on the on the far post with I can't see what the number is of that QBR. The numbers were all fucked up because of the dips. But yeah, there was about two players around him, and he got up and and got in. But I think um, looking at it, I think Long thought it was going as you look at Long to the left, and he just got caught off footed, um, and he's gone to push it away, and it's just pushed it into the back of the net. But hey ho, you know. Those things happen, um, and maybe we needed that. You know, we need sometimes that just to to reinforce it, didn't you? Um, to say, listen, don't don't lose concentration. We need to go because at the end of the day, it's probably his bonus what's gone. No one else's. Um, his clean sheet bonus is probably won't be paid on that. So that's down to him, not us, isn't it? Yeah, um, look, I think the goalkeepers pride themselves on on clean sheets and the defenders as well, um, but. Again, it's it's probably being critical. It was a good performance. Yeah, they scored, and yeah, it made it might have made it a little bit nervy. But I think um, if you, I guess the the only disappointing thing is it, from from the perspective of of that is the fact that as you say, clean sheets give a little bit more confidence. The fact they conceded might knock them a little bit, and it's another goal from across. Um, obviously, following last week. But again, that might be being really critical. That they, 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 you know, the, the the back two. I thought, other than that, Cooper and Hutchin, sorry, Cooper and Cresswell were um, were very good. They won pretty much everything. They didn't give QPR much of a sniff at all. Um, and also, I'd like to mention because it's it's really frustrating and it drives me absolutely insane. Is what Jake Cooper has to do to be awarded a penalty, mate. It, it's just outrageous. It is outrageous. He gets manhandled every week. Yeah, I mean, that, that call for a penalty, again, it's another, you know, again, if anyone wants to get involved, just um, press your, your um, request to speak. It's no problem at all. But that call for a penalty, um, that should have been a penalty. He was pretty much rugby tackled to the floor. Uh, it's just maybe if we do get promoted and we do get the use of VAR, we might actually, um, we might actually. St- I mean, God, God forbid, how many penalties we'll give away. 
but we might actually start getting some because it's just, and I don't know if you saw at the end, you know, they do the video, they post out the video of the players celebrating at the end. The first thing Cooper does, he goes up to the ref and he's still moaning about it. And it, it, it must be frustrating because he's clearly being targeted because clubs, clubs and and opposition managers and defenders know how much of a threat he is. He's he's being targeted every week and the ref is just allowing it every single week. Yeah, but the trouble is, I suppose you've got, he's he's a big lad. So, you know, a lot of them will probably think, oh, well, he's probably, you know, lost his foot and he's he's gone down because of that or he's, you know, lost his balance a bit and all that. But, I mean, the referee was looking right at it when... You know, it was him. It was brought down, wasn't it, in the box? That was, yeah. that was him. Yeah, it was. It was uh, for some reason I thought it was Bradshaw, but still, it was him. And um, yeah, he was. It was pretty much. He was picked up and thrown on the floor, and the ref just went, "Carry on, no problem, carry on." And you're thinking, you were watching it. You were straight at it. I mean, you know, yes, VAR might do it, but we we were talking about this on the commentary show. I was on a little while ago. Um, that. We just seem to be getting, and they were saying the same things um, with their with their teams and their refs again. That there just seems to be the standard of refereeing at the moment in the championship is poor. I, I don't even. I, I, I'd go as far as to say I don't even think it's just a championship. I saw a couple. I saw one from League Two this weekend. I saw a video on Twitter. I saw one from League One, and even with those, even with them using VAR in the Premier League, some of the some of the mistakes this weekend mm. in the in some of the games. The, 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 I, I watched Match of the Day earlier on today. I, I didn't watch it last night, and they were talking about it's just a lack of. It seems to be a lack of football understanding within. You know those operating VAR or the referees and whatnot. Now, you know there are some good referees out there. We don't tend to get them, but there are some. But it just seems from top to bottom, it doesn't matter what level you're playing at, that that everybody's still talking about refs and linos, and it that shouldn't be the case. I mean, yeah, th- yesterday there was a, there was a couple of decisions that he made, and and the, the Sunderland game it was even worse, and it they literally. It, they make it look like it's all about them. Nobody is in that ground to watch the ref. They don't care. They li- you couldn't care. Oh no! Is, but they oh, make no. it about I, I themselves. The ref. I go to watch the ref every week to see how shit he is. <laughs> or I just mean, how how bad can it get each week? That that just seems how it is. Uh, you see, then you've got to take into consideration now as well. You know, uh, is it a myth? Is it not? But the. Uh, the conspiracy around whenever we get close um, does the, you know, the FA and the premiership conspiracy kick in. Um, I just think that we just seem to get a lot of decisions, which just don't go our way. Whenever we get in this, this area of, of the table, the decisions are, are just absolutely fucking poor. The only, I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll have Keith Stroud next week. So, um, hmm. It'd be the next one. The only thing I would say, um, in in maybe defence of the lino yesterday, if you watch our first goal back, I think Duncan Watmore's offside. Yeah, he looks offside, which which wasn't given. So 
you know, sometimes you sometimes you get on the right on the right end of them, but no, the, the standard of refereeing across across the EFL and the Premier League is so poor, and 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 it does feel like there's something in it. I mean, we've I saw a stat that this season we've only been given one penalty, and yeah, if you no, just... no, we've had more than one because we've scored. I don't think we have. We scored one, and then um, didn't a phobie, um didn't a phobie lose one. I thought that was I thought the Afobi one was the only one that we've got. I thought no, didn't Fleming score a penalty? I don't know if you know then let me know. Maybe no. maybe it's right. I thought I don't think he did. I think the only penalty we've got was that the one that Afobi missed at Bristol City when we obviously we that was in the ninety sixth minute. But that's the only penalty that we've been given all season. And when you look at some of the decisions, it it just can't be right. It it just can't be right. Are you looking that up now? No, no, I don't need to. Callum's already got in there, mate. He said no, we've only had one path, one penalty, and that was a phobia's miss. So yeah, yeah, I'll take that on there. Um, yeah, no, I was gonna, I was gonna Google it, but I won't now. Um, or look at the stats and see. But you but look yeah, at, no, I won't now. You look at. I that mean, and, you know. I mean, uh, go on, go on, mate. Go on. No, no, go on. I was going to say, you look at, I don't expect us to get a penalty every week. And you can't, you know, the refs can't start giving every time there's contact from a corner or a free kick. I get that. I understand that. But there's just certain occasions where it would stop. The the utter manhandling of, of Cooper or Cresswell would stop if the refs would just clamp down a little bit on it. Yeah, just just yeah. it, kick it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Chewy's come on. Um... Paul on Twitter, who's um, always uh, keeps the conversation going. He said the only way we are, uh, the only way we go up is by sticking it in the back of the net, being twenty yards on side, and giving the officials no way of cheating us out of a perfectly good goal. He's obviously talking about the um, Sunderland goal. So uh, yeah, but it's true. Yeah, it's in our own destiny. We need to have Fleming scoring more weldies from outside, um, and go from there. So yeah. Chris, I've sent you an invite, mate, if uh, if it is possible for you to come on. But I, I know it's possibly not. But if you do want to come on, mate, just come on. I think you said he's going to be in a cab, didn't he? Yeah, he's in he's in San Francisco. Yeah. He's uh, on yeah. his way to watch the Super Bowl. Oh, nice. Yeah, very, very nice. Although, yeah. let's face it, let's face it. Would you rather be at the Super Bowl or would you have rather been at QPR away? I don't know. It's a question for a minute. It probably could be fair. It'd rather be uh, uh, Crystal Palace. But to be fair, San Francisco is a uh, a beautiful city. It's also the highest in all the American cities for car crime. Um, believe it or not. So there's a an absolute pointless fact that nobody needed. Um, but I thought I'd give it to you. Listen, if you want to get involved, um, it'll be great to get some other listeners, uh, other people's opinions. Um, as we say each episode until we get to about five minutes to go uh, and then people seem to come in um, you don't have to you know you, you can stop us talking bollocks for the hour or so you can come in and, and have an opinion uh, raise what you want to say um, we are open if you want to change the subject slightly or you've got something else you want to put to the wider audience then please do feel free to come on you just need to uh, request to speak and uh, and we will get you straight on it's as simple as that we don't bite um, and uh, and we won't cut you off you pretty much say whatever you want um, 
on what more? Did you think he was going to be as good as potentially he could be after yesterday's performance? I mean, he was he was fantastic yesterday. He was everywhere, wasn't he? I think I think it's a really good bit of business. I'll be honest again. Probably fall fell into the trap a little bit of the, you know, we wanted a striker. We and we we got someone that we perhaps thought wasn't quite what we we wanted or or what was required. But but he's come in. I was impressed in the first game at, against Sunderland. I thought he he had come on and had an impact there. Um, again, was unlucky not to be given a penalty, but clearly we've already cleared that we're never going to get another penalty again. Um, and yesterday, I thought he was well worth his goal. I thought his his all round play was excellent. Um, can see he he is one that's probably you're going to get seventy minutes out of him uh, at full pelt, and he's going to give you everything. But then he's probably going to have to come off, um, which obviously is what happened yesterday. Um, but excellent all round play. Looks like he can use both feet left and right, which I, I'm. I, I think I, I think all professional footballers should be able to do that. To be honest, but he seems to be confident on both. Um, very good signing. And as Rao said, I know you know we're looking at our own stats, but he scored five goals for Middlesbrough already this season. So he's got one for us. He's already at six. So he he is potentially another double figures man that's you know come into the club um has surprised me probably better than what i i thought he might be but a very pleasant surprise very impressed oh i think you're still muted mick i'll carry on um what my thing was to you is what what's your um your thoughts on burke um, I, I like, I like. Um, oh, Chris has just messaged in the chat. He said he'd rather have been at Loftus, um, Loftus Road yesterday. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I like Burke again. I, I think again you, with him, you you kind of knew more what you were going to get. Someone that was rapid, but perhaps his final touch or final pass let him down. Um, but again, a really good option. When when you're winning a game and you can bring on someone who can just knock it past people for fun, uh, it, it can't be a it can't be a bad thing. He got his goal right place, right time. Um, should have had a second, as I say. That the run to to get him into the position to to potentially have that second, that second was absolutely incredible. Um, again. I, it just seems weird to be really positive as a Millwall fan at the moment, but, but it does. Like... It? Well, I mean, chaos Lucas um, or yeah, Lucas, I'm going to say on, um, on Twitter who's listening. Um, and he's just posted us a message. He said, at least we haven't got a website counting the days since our last penalty at like Bristol city have. Yeah, we're definitely, we're definitely, hopefully won't do that unless um, that can be arranged. Yeah. Millwall media team will probably be on that and thinking that's a great idea. Let's do that. So if it does come up, it's your fault, Luke. Okay. So um, if it appears on the Millwall website, it won't appear on ours. But if it appears on the Millwall website, then um, yeah, we've only got one person to blame for that. So um, yeah, I, I just look. I just think that the players what we brought in are being played in the position that we never we didn't necessarily think they were going to be played in. We didn't think that they were going to be, you know, goal scoring. But again, on the way home yesterday, there was a few people talking 
um, and saying that, you know, is Watmore going to be sort of like a Jed player? Yeah, perhaps. I mean, somebody that, look, we needed, we knew we needed someone that was going to play either side, left or right, or both, ideally. I know, you know, we've Honeyman was out on one side yesterday, but um, that was going to be able to contribute goals because we just haven't Honeyman. I don't, I think he's got maybe one or two. Boggy's obviously got one. Um, and, and I think, as you say, Jed, Jed was that kind of source of goals from out wide. Um, I know he, also had a bit of a free roll at times, but but yeah, perhaps uh, I think I think the difference between the difference between a player like Watmore and 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 Jed though is I think I think Watmore's more of a I think he's more of a finisher. Jed scored a lot of good goals, don't get me wrong, but I think Watmore's more of a finisher than Jed. But but definitely someone that can that can that can look to create um, f- from out wide, and I also think with him as well. Again, it's he's only been with us for a couple of weeks, but he's just—I don't know if you've heard his interview on on Mill TV, but he's just bought into it straight away. He he seems to he he loved the atmosphere. He was you know full of praise for the crowd and 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 the support obviously of the the home game as well. He's just come in. He's worked hard, and I think I mean the, the supporters started charting his name. He's only his second game, and I think that tells you all you need to know. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, oh, we've got a load of messages now. Let me just check through them, make sure. Um, Luke's obviously come back on. He said, what will bring something to the team we were lacking? Not a Jed-type player, but could be equally important. I think that's probably sums it up quite well, really, to be fair. Because um, I don't think you'll ever get a player like what Jed was. Um, but you need a player who will bring that sort of uh, team player, that sort of activity to the team to um, be able to move the ball around and open up teams and and create opportunities. And I think he can definitely do that. And I think as well, he's a lot quicker than I thought. Yeah, he is. He's a lot quicker than I thought, to be fair. He is rapid. When he gets going, he's very, very quick. And I think that's something that, again... we all we all were crying out for some pace, but Burke is the same. But definitely, once he gets going, um, once he gets going, what more? He, he's very quick, and again, I think that's that really was the the key the key part of our game that was missing. And now it, it just gives us something different. Yeah, no, I I, I just think everyone's at one at the minute. I think you know the team, the players, um, the coaches, the the other staff. They all seem to be. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. On the same level. And I don't think a few months ago you would have seen people get in the tube like they did. And I think that just does, whether or not, you know, whether or not it's a PR thing or not, I don't think it is. I think it's just, you know, them wanting to go home because it's a nightmare to get home from West London um, without getting on the tube. And all those videos and messages and everything else what people are posting, I just think it's it's proper lively. Do you know what I mean? It, it's it's just a, a feel-good factor around the club at the moment. And the, the big thing with that, with the tube... Apart from the club shop. <laughs> the big thing about or the players... Or the memorial stones. But yeah, other than oh, that, no, it's good. Yeah, that's, that is shocking. That really is yeah. shocking. Um, the big thing about the players coming home on the tube... It's not like, and I'm not being disrespectful to anyone, but it's not like they're sort of players that are like squad players or, you know, coaching. I know there were coaches. So it's our best player. It, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's Zian Fleming. He's on, the tr- he's on the tube. He's getting involved. He's obviously, he, he must know, he must have known that, you know, there were going to be other supporters on there. And he's just like, Do you know what, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm getting on the tube. That's how I want to get home. Obviously, I wonder if he. Well. I don't know. Maybe we can find out somehow. But I wonder if him and um and him and Cresswell are um are are sharing. Do you know what I mean live together or live um, very close? They must yeah. do because they they wouldn't be. Yeah. They, it seems odd, doesn't it? That it's an odd pairing. That I know they're probably similar in age, but you know, a Dutchman and obviously fellow on loan from Leeds. Well, I suppose like, it's. I suppose it's a bit like. Messi getting the Metro home after a PSG game, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, I can't see that. <laughs> no, I can't either. Or or Ronaldo, um, you know, getting on the getting on the, on a tram when he was at Manchester. Do you know what I mean? No, I can't see that either. But um, that's as you say that the the players, you know, Fleming. You know, we we people speak about you know when sort of foreign players come over to to um to England and adapting to, to the conditions and the, the speed of the game. He's just he has bought into everything. I mean, he said, didn't he, about that Mill wanted him, Rowett wanted him, and that's what made him want to come. And mm. I feel like he's just from that moment he's just bought into um he's just bought into to everything. And even even the songs that you know he responds to whenever they sing his chant and and it just everything about it, as you say, it, it, it's it's really good to see. And you know, we might, you know, we, who knows what's going to happen. But but right now, everything, everyone's moving in the right direction, and uh, the supporters are behind them. And 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 as you say, when that happens, you know, special things, special things happen at our club. Yeah, totally. You know, the last, you know, the last, I'm not going to say. It. So-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-so-
this 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 could be the same. And also, we've been saying it for weeks on the show that this season is probably the most open any of these championships have been in a hell of a long time. There, there is nothing in it. It is so open. Even the Prem is so open. You can pretty much be, you know, middle of the table and get a, get a little run on you, and all of a sudden, you're there. Yeah. You're there. Oh, hang on, we've got somebody who wants to come in now. For anyone um, that, just before, just for anyone that's wondering what we're talking about when we're saying go and say it, just go and have a look at what happened the last time we beat QPR before yesterday, and then you'll see where we're going with it. Um, I think I think it's Anthony. I can't really see, uh, but go ahead, fella, speak. Hey, yeah, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for allowing me to speak. I'll kind of go off the point you're making here about the championship being so open. I mean, West Brom obviously started the season off pretty rough, but they've really come into terms, and now they're right on the edge of the playoffs. Who are you looking at, sort of below us, as you know? sort of a concern, you know, for, you know, these last few spots. Who who are you looking at maybe besides West Brom? Middlesbrough I'd definitely put up there. I think Middlesbrough will take I think Middlesbrough will take Sheffield United's place. There's that's personally what and I would say I think I think they will. I mean I know I said on a couple of shows previous and everyone will cut me off for it. But I did say that I, I just don't see Burnley or, or Sheffield United, those two specifically, keeping those positions. I think that one of them will go. I think Burnley's just winning games like anything. I mean, you know, we we go into that brings us onto a, onto a point what um, Chewy said again. He said, "I think the back to back games against Sheffield United and Burnley at home." will be our chance to send out a statement to the chasing playoff group that we are to be taken seriously. If we can get four points out of both those games, or even even two points out of both those games, I think that will then make people sit up and go, oh, hello. We all know Coventry's a must win and we'll probably get fresh, but that you know, that's the way I see it. Personally I think in the in the chasing group, there isn't really many there what probably worry me too much, but I think there's a lot more in, um, I think there's a lot more still in in, in Middlesbrough rather than anyone else. Um, I don't know, Stephen, what's your thoughts on that? I think below us, the only team that slightly would concern me is Sunderland um, on the basis yeah, that that they, I think they are still riding a bit of a wave from being promoted and, and they've got some good players, albeit I, I don't think they were very good when they come to the Den um, last last week, but they've obviously been better than that to be in the position that they're in. Um, and, and as Mick said, I think Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough probably at the moment are the team you probably wouldn't want to have to play in the playoffs as it stands. Obviously, you don't know what's going to happen and if their form's going to drop off or whatnot. But Middlesbrough and Sunderland are two teams to look out for. And everybody else, is, uh, just before you, you come on, Anthony, I think, you know, it's so open. We're just, we've got just as much chance as anybody else. And I think there'll be other clubs at the moment and there'll be other fans doing podcasts and, or, or looking at the results thinking, bloody hell, Mill won't go away. You know, they keep winning games. And I think we would be a team that nobody nobody would want to have to play a playoff leg in the championship at the den i don't care who i don't care who it is in the league no one would want to have to come to us 
and I think that's a that's a really good thing. Absolutely, our our home form indicates that, and obviously you put up atmospheres like Sunderland last weekend, and put that in a playoff scenario. I mean, I'd I'd fancy our chances against anyone, but uh, but yeah, you know, I just. I see West Brom has really shot up from they were down twentieth, twenty one a couple months ago, and now they're ninth. Doing well, besides Friday, but uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean they're ninth. I mean Norwich again is one if we can, we you know they're another one with 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 that bogey year. But I mean we we've got two games in hand allegedly. If we can win both of those, it puts us you know pretty much on joint points with Middlesbrough at the moment. Um, and go. I mean, yeah. I mean, what's that? Sheffield United have had what two draws and three wins in the last five. Middlesbrough has had four wins in the last five. Um, we've had three wins, a draw, and a loss in the last five. So you know, we're we're keeping stead. Um, Luton again. Look at Luton. Luton not long ago were you know were bottom half of the table and a few wins coming out of the World Cup, and all of a sudden they're pretty much. Um, in 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 the playoff position, but you know, can they hold it? I don't know. I'm not um, going to talk about Luton. I'm not getting. No, I'm, right. not, I'm not getting drawn into that again because the last time it didn't go very well. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, and I hung your ass dry. Um, yeah, but we'll see on there. So, Anthony, are you um, are you stateside? Are you UK based? I am stateside. I'm I'm down our east in New York City. So, so what's it now over there? It's the morning. No, uh, it's uh, it's five p.m. Oh, okay, okay. So you're not too. So it's not too many hours away. I didn't know if you were eight or five. Um, no, no, so, yeah. five. So, five hours. so do you, do you watch Millwall games on on Millwall TV? Then I take it, or do you watch it on on another channel over there? I got a couple of them. Uh, next Saturday, the Sheffield United match is on ESPN's uh, mm-hmm. mobile coverage. So. Uh, I'll get that one, the Luton match as well at the end of the month. Uh, that'll that'll be on ESPN. So, I think they picked up three of our matches this, this okay. month. Okay, so. so question for you. Were you, did you, and were you living over here or were you born over here and then moved to America or how did you get into following Millwall? Um, so first time I came, I've been in New York my entire life. Uh, right. Lived here my entire life and... Um, 2010, first time I came over, uh, I was in Bermondsey for a couple weeks, and uh, I just, you know, go to the concierge, and I'm like, hey, what, what's closest football grounds? And they're like, oh, it's Millwall. I mean, you're American. Are you sure you want to go there? I'm like, yeah, no, it's fine. So um, first match I went to, uh, we just got promoted from League One, and um, 4 nothing destroyed Hull at home. Steve Morrison scored a couple. Trotter scored. And then, uh, and then I studied abroad in uh, Norwich in 2012, first semester, got the club membership, uh, went to Ipswich away, Leeds at home. Uh, so, and then my last match was Holloway's home, his first match at home. That was the last match I've been to. So uh, yeah. I've been pretty on Millwall for the last 12 years or so now. Is it easy following it from the States? It's gotten a lot easier. I know. I know. When I started, I was basically on the uh, on the BBC Live text. That's that's pretty much the best 
That was the best you know, back in uh, 2010. Do you know what? You you joke there, right? For Obviously, you're a lot younger than me. I mean, I'm 47. Probably a bit young for Stephen here as well. But there'd be plenty of people listening to this who spent their entire life in the early days of not being able to go to games, watching um, CFAX, which was basically, it was a, a thing over here, what was pretty much like what the website is now, like websites are now, but it was a, it was on a TV channel and you used to have to play with it with a remote and keep pressing refresh, refresh, refresh. And that used to, um, that used to give you basically the match as it was going. So you'll get like when you get the, the details behind the bottom is like with Jeff Sterling and the soccer, um, the stockers thing on Sky Sports, where you get the updates of the, the teams playing and everything else and all the information. It was like that, but that was the best we got. Um, yeah, you, when you didn't have necessarily the live football and everything else, that was the best you got of following your team um, or following all the teams, really. Or you had the, the pink papers or you had to wait till the next day to get the newspapers to find out, you know, what the results, especially if you were out and you missed, um, you missed the telly where they'd done the live results at the end um because yeah because obviously we never had you, you had no way of watching it back now you can watch 30 30,000 channels and and you know it could be across most of them um the results but back then you couldn't so um yeah i do I remember mean, a little bit of c facts make just i mean just most of the listeners will probably c facts and c facts <laughs> and um teletext Teletext yeah, is still teletext. around now because you get Teletext with the uh, with Teletext at holidays because you used to be able to get them on, on Teletext um, back in the day and all that. I mean, Chewie's come back in again with another message. Um, he said, like we've all said from the start, the playoff final will be a Millwall West Brom playoff. Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be a playoff final? That would be the worst. We, it would be the we, worst case scenario. And we stick it to Jed. Yeah, that. That would be that would be great, but you know, I know, everybody that has been following Millwall knows that even that even Anthony knows <laughs> <laughs> that if that was to happen, right? If that was to happen, you just know he would he would score. You you know he would. It it would be it it just would. So I, I I wouldn't I would want to avoid West Brom. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I yeah. I've got I've got a feeling it's going to be a Millwall Sheffield United final. Oh. I've just I don't know. I've had it since the beginning of the season. I just I that's that's where I think it is. So yeah, we've got about ten minutes left. If anyone else wants to come in, um, speak now forever old to peace, um, and it will be back out. If you've missed any of this, this will be out as a podcaster. 5.30 in the morning. We are recording a Coventry um, Inside Man tomorrow night. Um, and that will either be straight out afterwards or it will be um, it will be out the next day. But the podcast will be out the next morning for that one um, where we speak to a Coventry fan and, and get the lowdown. Um, so, yeah. Again, if you want to speak, it's easy, just like Andy did. You press your uh, request to speak button, and uh, we will get you straight on. So, how old? How what's your age? Um, then, Anthony, just out of interest. I am twenties. Oh, you're thirty-one. Christ, you don't sound that old. You sound a bit. Uh, 
every time you speak, I just keep getting reminiscence of Green Street. Um, oh, of no. the, oh. the the American fella on Green Street. Not, I don't mean to insult Elijah, you, Kevin, Elijah yeah. Wood. Elijah that's Wood. it, that's it. You sound very similar. Well, you might not once I listen to this back, but for a pair of earphones, um, in a in a in a place in in the UK, you do sound very. I don't know, Stephen. Do you agree or disagree? As um, you're the only I'm, one on here. I'm just enjoying you digging a hole, mate. You just keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course you are, because I stitched you up last week. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. So then, um, the what's your um, who's your favourite player then at the moment or all time? All time, all time. Uh, like I said, the first match I went to, first goal, Steve Morrison, uh, by far. You know, he's he's quite the he's quite the uh, character. Hates hates everyone, but I love him. Um, I actually did um, after that Holloway match. Um, next morning they were they were out of the cup, so Holloway took them to Spain for a week or Portugal, one of those two. And I was in the airport coming back to New York. At Gatwick, I ran into the I ran into the squad. I met Steve, Alan Dunn, and Josh Wright. They were eating at a restaurant, chatted up with them for a couple minutes, and uh, that that was really cool. Uh, I did I did appreciate that. Um, I mean, today, I mean, you you see what happened. Like I know uh, they shared the photo and the video of uh, Billy Mitchell getting his hundredth appearance yesterday, and. I don't know it's really it's really cool to to see sort of his rise and enjoy you know his story and you know coming from the academy ranks. So I I'm really just enjoying Billy Mitchell a lot these days, and uh, so so I'll give him the nod for a current player. Okay, yeah, no, that's that's all good. Andy, make sure you drop us a DM, mate, because um, yeah, it'd be good to maybe get you on your views and stuff, because. Um... It'll be good to maybe get you on one of the proper shows and, and have a, a more in-depth conversation with the other lads and whatnot, mate. And also, maybe you can become our uh, our New York correspondent because I've got a friend who lives in LA. So it'd be good to have someone on the East and West Coast um, to, to be our, our correspondent, maybe, um, and, and just get your thoughts and, and stuff like that. So are you, are you a Mets or a Yankees fan then? I'm a, I'm a Mets fan. I mean, I mean, baseball, it, it's all yeah, right. I mean, no. I'm not... That's it. No, no you're, you're, I'm cutting you off now. That's it. You, you said the wrong thing. No, no, go on. <laughs> go on. No, I'm joking. I mean, I like. I'm a Mets fan, but like, the the Yankees are clearly better. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to argue that. You know, it's what, it's what my dad raised me as, though. So, I mean, it is what it is. It's a bit. It, it, that's the thing in New York, isn't it? It's a bit like. Um... Chewie's <laughs> <laughs> just come on and said. <laughs> You are now his favourite Yank after JB. Um, so, yeah, no. I, for some other reason, I think it's probably when I was a lot younger, I always had um, some fascination with New York Yankees. Um, I don't really follow baseball. I don't really like them, but I've always liked the Yankees top. And uh, and I got married in in uh, Vegas by Elvis um, 2018. And <laughs> um, we found a shop that sold baseball shirts and, and sold New York Yankees shirts. And I just had to buy them for some unknown reason. I couldn't get one over here. I've tried for love nor money. Um, I've even spoken to New York Yankees to try and get one and they wouldn't send to the UK and they don't have people who sell legitimate ones in the UK for whatever reason. So when I was over there, I managed to get one. I just got one. In the end. And I know that the, the banter between is a bit like the West Ham and Millwall. You know, it's one or the other. And whichever one you are, you hate the other. Um, well, it, it, it's it's a bit interesting because, like, 
Because, like, yeah, the Mets and the Yankees are both New York, but, like, I, I, I'll put it to you this way. The Mets and the Yankees, in terms of, like, leagues and competition, it's not saying we're worse or the Mets are worse, for example, but, like, it's kind of like Millwall and, like, a latent Orient. Like, they don't really play each other too often. I mean, the le- other than the 2000 World Series, they've never really had, like, you know, a serious playoff matchup. So, like, it, it's weird in that sense. Like, yeah, you pick one or the other, but they're not playing each other too often and with many implications on it when they do play, so. Yeah. It's, it's uh, like the Yankees okay. and the Red Sox play each other a lot. They hate each other. Yeah. They meet all the time. But the Yankees and Mets, it's like, you got to pick one, but they don't really play that much, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I think Chris okay, is... So, um, yeah. Go on, Chris. He can it's join Chris, us. Chris, we've got uh, one of our one of our show um, regular panel hosts is uh, is going to come on from chat from chaps. Anthony, he is currently stateside in San Francisco. Um, go on, Chris. Is he going to come on? Has he got signal? I've sent him. A, I've sent him the invite. Is he coming on? It's um. The tension's building. It is building. It is building. Go on in, Chris. You're in. Unmute yourself. Hello. Giving me loads of editing. Go on in. Hello. All right. All right. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, your American accent don't sound that bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've not adopted yet. How's everyone no, doing? No. Okay, no worries. I'm doing well, mate. Doing well. Jealous as hell of you, and I bet Anthony's probably going to be even more jealous of you watching the Super Bowl over there. But yeah, go on. No, ju- so just to clear things up, I'm not actually going to the Super Bowl. I'm watching it in a bar. Why are you ruining? Why are you? Yeah, but why are you ruining the myth now? It was much better to, <laughs> for everyone to think that you were going to go there. Plus, as well, DMs all night saying, "Send us the videos. Send us the videos, <laughs> Rihanna. What, what, what footage you've got?" And now you've just ruined it. So thanks for that. You know, and also, we, we... you you said you said you'd rather be at Loftus Road than a bar in America. Well, obviously, yeah. Well, like, that's an easy choice. I know. I know. No, I'm here for work, <laughs> not for pleasure, unfortunately. So. Come on, Chris. Have you managed to watch any of the highlights or anything else, or have you had got any points? Obviously, Chat for Chaps this week is going to be coming out tomorrow with a uh, a special guest coverer. But I mean, what have you got? What have you uh, got to say on anything what's been discussed tonight, fella? Yeah. So obviously, I, I didn't see the full game. I'm glad not to have been there. Um, uh, but I have watched the, the highlights back. I've watched all the interviews and all the stuff that's been going around social media. And I think what I would say is um, a key thing I probably want to talk about is is Rowett's post match interview. Um, he went on for eight minutes, which is actually quite unlike him uh, in his post-match interviews. Um, but for me, the thing that comes across is just the togetherness. I feel like Rowett and the fans have like sort of... Because there's always been this thing in there that, that people sort of take the piss. King Gary, he's not really sort of a fan's favourite. And I feel I feel that sort of changing. You know, the way he came over to the fans yesterday, addressed them, uh, I think sort of fans are, are taking to him a little bit more now and seeing what he's bringing to the club. And it's just sort of that mutual respect thing. And I think that's the only way we're going to get into the playoffs. I think we've got... I don't think our team on paper is a top 16 by any stretch of imagination. And I think if you think it is, you're, you're smoking. But actually, the way we play as a team... No, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm letting you go. Right. Um, we haven't got... There's much better play, teams with better players than us however we've got a group of players that will give everything for that shirt every time they go out there that's evident and the connection between the fans 
the players and management all seems to be going in the right direction at the minute. And that is hopefully what's going to get us over the line. So just enjoy it. I think cracking day out for those of you who managed to go yesterday. It looked unbelievable. The fans looked absolutely incredible. And, you know, roll on Coventry. I'm gutted I can't be there, but I'm sure we'll, we'll take hopefully a fair few up there. No, I, totally, I, I, I completely agree with everything you said. Yes. Do we think it's it's do we think it's an easy run in now? No, not at all. And we will make it as hard as possible. But do I believe that we've got the the players, um, the manager, the setup, the camaraderie between the players and the fans? Yes. I think that we've got all of that and more at the moment. And whether or not we make it or we don't, I think that we've got definitely something what's a building going forward better than what we've probably had for any season since Rowett's probably been there, if I'm honest. I think there's something different about the team he's got now, the way we're playing, the formation. I just, yeah, I just think there's there's something about it what it could be magic. Um, saying that, we'll probably finish 12th, but yeah, hey <laughs> Yeah, but I think so. Um, yeah. Even if we do, Mickey, like you know, I'd, I'd I'd like to think we'll we'll be in the top eight this season. Uh, but even if we do, you you can't deny the efforts of everyone involved at the club to try and get us to where we need to be. I think the point you you, you raise there around there's something a little bit different this year. I think a lot of it is down to we don't just play through Jed anymore because he ain't here. Whereas yeah, last no, year, totally it agree. was kind yeah. of give the ball to Jed, give the ball to Jed, give the ball to Jed. Now, there's Fleming sort of taking that talisman role, but I don't think we're as one-dimensional anymore. Dare I say it? I think we've we've gone back to what we're good at, which is four at the back. We're quite direct in our play. You know, if if, if you watch us, we go from back to front quite quickly. Um, we capitalise on high press, forcing them into mistakes, second balls. That's how we play, and obviously set pieces. So it's kind of like Rowett said it, just admitting what we're good at, which is exactly high-intensity, tempo football that we played under Harris, but we've got a bit more quality about us, which is like almost a perfect blend for a Millwall team. So um, yeah. let's see how far it takes us. No, 100%. 100%. Um, right, then we're coming to an end of this now, and the way we normally finish this is those who are, uh, are speaking. So we're coming to you all. Oh. Bear with me one second before we go. It'll be rude if I don't bring him in. Chewy. Chewy, go on, fella. Press, open your mic and you'll go, mate. There we go. Because I can't do much speaking, right? You know what I mean? But I'll tell you something. Really? When we look at that squad now. You, you. Go on, mate. Go on, off you go. No, no, go on. I was only going to take the piss out of you, but I won't. As it's the first time, I'll wait till the next week and then I'll do it. But yeah, go on, mate. mate. You, you are very active. You are very active across Twitter. You create a lot of discussion and a lot of um, a lot of debates and everything else about the stuff you post. You you are probably the best person to be able to speak. You don't miss a game. You go home and away with your kids yeah. every game, travelling up and down the country, mate. The floor is yours. Tell us what you I'll want. just say, you look at the team we've got now and you look at the performances we're putting in. At this moment in time, I think we've got, like, like Chris just said, we've never been a team that, look like uh, with the quality to break into the top six or get all made promotion. We've always been about camaraderie. We've always been about togetherness and being a group. 
And you can see that yesterday. You can see the players are playing for us, for the manager. You can see it. It's the same now. You can see it yesterday. That game yesterday, we lost that. We would have bottled that. 2-1, we would have bottled that. But um, we're not yeah. doing it now. We're not doing it in the last... And these away games coming up, fans need to get behind us now. They need to travel. And we, we've only got short travels like for a few of these away games. We need to get behind them, like Reading, Coventry, stuff like that. We need to just get looting. We need to bang it, mate. Because I'll tell you something, mate. This is this could be it. This could be the fucking season. Oh, sorry, sorry, no, but this could be the season. No, no, Paul. Paul, you can you can swear, mate. You can say no, no, no. Dick. We're, 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 we're grown up, we're grown up, so it's a grown up show, so don't panic. No, 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 no. no. But, but you can see that yesterday, that that was a game that we would have lost or drawn. Sorry, drawn or we would have bottled it, like we did against Bristol City, like we did against Brentford. But that is a game we would have bottled. But you could see, mate, they are playing for each other. Every single one on that pitch is playing for each other. And even when we slip up, they get up and fucking dust themselves off, mate. We're getting robbed by officials, mate. We should have had three points against Sunderland. Well, you know that. We know that. Everybody knows that. Like I said earlier. Yeah. We are playing in a way that we will get there on merit, mate. And I say, I just, I just, I, I wanted to come on and say that. I'm just saying, mate, that's all it is. No, I totally agree with you. I think you're, I, f- I think you're spot on. I think that the, if if we're going to do it this year, it's going to be because of that. Yeah. And I know Rowry come over yesterday, and all that, but Rowry has been a bit shy coming forward when we've been on a bad one. But fair play. I see when he come over yesterday, mate, you can see it in his face, mate. He's up for this. And I've been around knocker in the yeah. past, like everybody has. You can't have a manager for four years and not knock him a few times, mate. Don't work. You know, nobody's going to go around and say the manager's been the bollocks four years but he's since we changed that formation he's got attacking players in and Ollie Burke and what more mate sorry but they're fucking class mate Harry missed that I don't know yeah. <laughs> Are you, they, I mean what more I mean Omar Omar will probably tell you everything but Omar was over the moon yesterday he had what more to score first and Mill to win 2-1 so you can imagine him on the way home was it was exciting. oh unbelievable um, mate yeah, what more, mate? You know, You've been seeing what more, mate? When he played against Sunderland for 10, 15, 20 minutes, I had people behind me going, he's a load of shit, mate. Look, he ain't. Give the geezer a chance, mate. When he grew into the game, mate, I'll tell you something, that player, give him two or three games, different level. He'll be, he's going to push us there, mate. I'm telling you. It is indeed. So, Paul, then, as. As this is pretty much it, and no one else is coming on. Maybe since you, since you tweeted, then I think you you said you were coming on. Loads of people are coming, loads of people have certainly started listening. So yeah, <laughs> um, but you're not you, you can't be afraid now. Next 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 week, you'll have to come on and and, and give us there because ideally, what we want is more and more people coming yeah, on, I know. and then uh, we can make this from an hour into an hour and a half and and get loads of different opinions and make this a. A regular call-in show on a Sunday night. It's taken me about three or four years see. to come on to you, mate. Three years, but at the end of the day, mate, I sound a lot better in my head than I do on this. <laughs> no, no, listen, you listen back tomorrow. Once I put it for all the editing software, mate, you'll sound crystal clear, so uh, don't panic. I'm you'll reckon, sound fine. Mate, we'll, but, we'll go against Burnley and we'll go against Sheffield, mate. And I'll tell you something, mate. I've written, and Cresswell, fair play to the geezer. He's come in and done a job. 
He's coming. He has lost two games, isn't he? Yeah, unbelievable. Last yeah. two games, he, he looks a different player. Doesn't he, he does. He's, he he's does. In his head down, he seems to be. Going, I mean, all of them know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 100%. I mean, Billy and, and Savile were fantastic. Yeah. I mean, the back four are good. I, think, I, mean, I can't. You know, if you look for our squad, I can't think you can pick out a player apart from Murray Wallace, mate. I don't know what's happened mm. to that geezer, but apart from that, if Styles was not injured, mate, you can't look for that squad and go, there's a bad player. Look at the strength on the bench we had on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Keep absolutely. Level, mate. And you can bring on that. No, that's it. Do you know what I mean? So, we, the way we end these, Paul, is uh, I go through the people who are talking and I say to them, right, you've got a final word, what do you want to say? And I suppose <laughs> with you, what we do is we say, what are you going to say? But also, give us your prediction for Coventry. Picture of Coventry, I, I think we're going to go away there, mate. And I think uh, Coventry, I don't, I can't. They're a good side. They got good support. They're, I'm looking forward to it, to be fair. But if we play the way, but you're missing. If we play the way we did the other day, I can't see us anything but a win. But we're nil, <laughs> aren't we? So. <laughs> so what are you going to go with? I'm going Okay, no worries, Chris. I'll come to you next, mate because you might have to shoot off in a sec. So I'll come to you. What's your prediction for Coventry, mate? Uh, I think I think one-all. Um, I'm, you know, I'm okay. pessimistic as it is anyway. But no, one-all, I think. And, and I'll be honest, I, I think I'd take that because that would stop them sort of, you know, becoming a, a rival in a top six push because their, their form's a bit iffy at the minute. Um, and I think a, a, an away point going to two home games against Sheffield United and Burnley, right up for it, you know. Two, two teams that, yeah. no matter how good form you are, they will not they will not want to come play us um, with the form we're in in a minute. So, one all draw, and then uh, at least four points from those two home games. Excellent, excellent. Anthony, what's your final um, your final thoughts, mate, and also your prediction for Coventry? Um, just thanks for letting me come on. First of all, glad to glad to chat to Millwall. Um, I'm going to go one nil. Uh, Fleming's got to get back on the score sheet eventually. Um, so I'm hoping midweek he can, uh, get back on the score sheet. Uh, you know, George can, uh, put to rest some of these issues he's had, as you guys mentioned earlier from, uh, past few matches. Hopefully he can put together a clean sheet. Obviously him and the back line deserve it. So, uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go one nil with Fleming. Okay, no worries. Well, Andy, drop us a DM, mate, and uh, and we'll we'll make contact, and I'll get you on one of the proper shows. Um, what we do, it'd be good to get a bit more um, of your knowledge and understanding, I suppose, and, and your thoughts on on Millwall going forward, mate. But as Paul said, mate, you are um, you are the podcast favourite Yank besides JB. Um, that's quite an accolade. Uh, Paul, don't throw that around lightly, you know. Absolutely, I am glad to be second behind uh, behind Johnny B, and uh, I'll, I'll, wear that. I'll wear that as a mark of honor. So, is your neck of the woods anyway? And he's east side, and Boston's not that far from you, is it? It's that that side of it, isn't it? I think. No, no, it's a couple hours. I I went to uni about an hour away, so uh, okay. I'd been up to I've been up to Boston before, in a nice nice city for sure. Uh, yeah, but pretty close. Excellent. No worries. Well, thanks for coming on, mate. Um, have a have a good day. No doubt you'll probably be going somewhere or, or watching the uh, the Super Bowl like Chris is. So uh, enjoy and uh, and definitely get in touch, mate. We'll definitely get you on the show going forward. So thanks very much for getting involved today. Stephen, what you got to say then? Final words with you and then me and then we're gone. Um, 
I think we've touched on it quite nicely and, and obviously the guys that have come on, it's a good time to be a Millwall fan at the minute. Um, you know, everyone's pulling in the right direction. We've got a, a, an honest set of players who who appear to be giving us everything that they've got. Um, I think um, what Chris said earlier, he was probably right. We probably don't have, apart from Fleming, players that other clubs would probably think, oh, I'd really like him, I'd really like him. But together, they, they're... they're um, they're, they're making something special at the moment. So, um, good time to be a Millwall fan. I had, I, I'm i going to go, I think we're going to be all right on Tuesday. Um, I, um, commentary, they had one sent off. And I think they had, they lost a player in their warm-up to injury who's who's going to be out of um, out of the game. So, that they've obviously got a couple of issues um, with their squad. I'll, I'll go with a 2-0 a Millwall victory and I'm hoping I say this every week I'm hoping that we can see George Savile on the score sheet because I think he deserves a goal from his performances in, in recent weeks but good time to be a fan um, everything's moving in the right direction and, and it feels weird to not be able to have anything really to moan at to be honest Mate right I am confused as hell here right because and Chris is still listening Chris just texted me and said, Stephen, you summed that up then. Oh, it's in our group chat. He went, yeah, Stephen, you summed it. that up. You summed that right up there superbly, mate. Good time to be a Millwall fan. And yet, I hadn't heard you say those words yet. <laughs> no, he, he, he texts he text just yeah. after I said it, to be fair. He, well, just text... after you, but I didn't hear it first. <laughs> that message come through before I heard it. So... Steve's a time, Chris is a time traveller, I swear. Anyway, listen, that's it from us for another night. Join us next week on Sunday. We'll be back for the Millwall Calling. I think that's what we're going to call it now, the Millwall Calling. A um, couple of points, I suppose, is um, Millwall. I know Shona's um, jumped on board now and it will get sorted, but sort yourself out with um, this Memorial Stone stuff, mate. Um Make sure you post messages out to the fans, keeping them informed rather than uh, letting people chase you. Um, it just needs to be done that way, I think. And, uh, and you know, we'll help fans keep getting that message out. Um, yeah, I think it's time to believe. And I think it's, uh, it's definitely... Anything is achievable. Anything is possible. And... Uh, yeah, we're that Millwall podcast. Follow us across socials. If you watch your, if you watch our stuff on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Other than that, have a good evening, good week, and those going to Coventry, you are legends. And uh, just make sure you uh, wrap those three points up tightly and bring them home with you. So thanks a lot, and speak to you again soon. Bye bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.